Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Health Connect South Radio. Brought to you by Sherwick Media, your health and wellness content specialist. Health Connect South is to serve the health community as a sustainable platform for regional health collaborations. Through our collective work, we seek to broadly define and advance the Southeast role in the future of health. Serving as a gateway between health industry silos, we seek to provide unique and meaningful partnership opportunities in health. We are pleased to share this information and these experts with you as part of our mission. Want to be part of the discussion? Join in, tweet questions and comments at HealthCon Radio. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's CW, and this week on the Health Connect South Radio Show, we focus on sleep and sleep technology. General Manager of Rest Performance Lloyd Somers came by to talk to us about the world's first smart bed that they've developed. We know how important sleep is to our overall health and wellness, and in fact, if we're not getting effective sleep on a nightly basis, that it can certainly diminish your quality of life and lead to a number of health issues. The company is using technology to allow a bed to be adaptive to your body's temperature, your pressure, your movement, and gives you a wide array of data elements that will let you evaluate your sleep quality and quantity over time. Coming up next, Lloyd's going to be talking about how they're using their technology to affect the way we sleep and why it excites him to be a part of it. Check it out. I work for a sleep technology company, and we're changing the way people think about sleep, and sleep's the most important contributor to health, at least in terms of the most where the most innovation is happening. And so what we did is we created the world's first smart bed, and it's a bed that senses your body's pressure and position and automatically responds to keep you comfortable and gives you data along the way so you can make better decisions to maximize your performance. It's new to the world. It's as innovative in in a no pun intended sleepy industry. And this industry, when it has innovation, when it has something of value, there's been several examples of explosive growth. And to be a part of that from day one, it's pretty spectacular. We already are starting to gain traction, which is, it's amazing the impact. We can see it already and we've just barely started to roll out stick around we got the full interview with lloyd somers of rest performance coming up next hey good morning everyone it's cw hall your host here on the health connect south radio show episode 27 already wow time flies when we're having fun that's right it, it is kind of crazy that we're coming up on august already that's diana keo my co-host and ceo and founder of sherwick media group our partner here with the health connect south radio show if you're not familiar with sherwick media group what they do for companies is help them tell their story through digital media and videography they're able to produce for them licensed content they can share on their website and social media helping them provide great information that's going to be compelling and attractive to their customers and prospective customers helping them stay engaged keep them coming back for more information check them out at sherwick.com that's S-H-A-R-E-W-I-K.com. Enjoy having you here in the studio with us, it's, as always. It's the best part of my week. Now, I got to say, it's digressing just a little bit. I've been in Atlanta for 13 years, and for the first time in 13 years, I went to Bones last night. Oh, well, what was the occasion? That's only a special occasion restaurant. I'll say. We were invited. The sales rep for Opus One is a friend of Julie's, and she was there for business. And so it was a let-me-take-you-out-for-a-business-meal kind of thing, and it was fantastic. So you, you're... I um I was going to say something that I shouldn't have. I was going to say something about being a Bones virgin, but that's not appropriate. <laughs> um, it, it's a fantastic restaurant. So, what did you think? It was it was it was worth it. What What did you have? I had the dry rubbed bone in ribeye, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. And a two hundred and fifty well retail two hundred fifty dollar bottle in the store in the restaurant five hundred dollar bottle of wine. I can't say I've ever had a sip of wine that was. Well, $200 thank, thank you or for more. being here this morning. So, yeah. <laughs> Still made it on time. I made it on time. And <laughs> that voice you time. hear there along with Diana is Lloyd Somers from Rest 
and uh, they're a sleep technology company. And um, obviously, rest uh, and, and, and effective sleep is a key component to a healthy lifestyle and um, ineffective sleep patterns, particularly when they deal with things like uh, obstructive disease, uh, like sleep apnea and ob- obstructive uh, sleep apnea, um, can lead to pretty significant health-related issues. So uh, I'm interested to hear how REST is tackling the issue of giving people a good night's sleep so that they can perform at their peak. So, Lloyd, I appreciate you coming by and uh, taking me. some time to share some information with us. Oh, sure. My pleasure. It'll be fun. So before we get into to REST, introduce the, the listeners to you. What, what's your background? How did you get to where you are today? Sure. It's a bit of a, a unique background to get to where I am today. Um, when I graduated from undergrad, I went into finance. So I spent some time doing investment banking and uh, private equity. And I enjoy the financial uh, aspect of, uh, of my brain. But uh, I always felt that I was on the outside looking into companies, always a third party advising. And so I uh, decided to go to business school with the goal of graduating and getting more into the operational side. Uh, and I took a job at DuPont in their titanium uh, dioxide group, and that's a <laughs> yeah, just how I dream, just how I drew it up, right? Oh man, I want to work with titanium dioxide. That's right. A that's cocktail right. party hit. That's right. A childhood dream has come true. <laughs> and uh, titanium dioxide goes into surfaces and gives gives them opacity and such, and that set me on a path of always working with companies that had something to do with alternative surfacing or innovation and surfacing. From there, I joined a a startup uh, called Terracon, which made a uh, a, a paver sidewalks out of an alternative material, so I didn't crack or break. Uh, And from there, uh, what I learned is I love the startup mentality. Um, I love uh, taking an industry that has been stagnant or not had a ton of innovation and trying to shake it up. Uh, But what I didn't like about Terracon was that most of our customers were government and it was very uh, slow moving um, and so when I had a chance to join REST it had everything I wanted it had a consumer facing focus uh, hugely innovative and um, also uh, health and wellness which on a personal level has been something that's very I'm very passionate about and so that was just under a year ago uh, and now we have five of us at REST after the uh, the founders brought me on board to help build out a team. Well, okay. I mean, that's it's pretty cool. I go through um, really kind of tangential way to get there, and that's kind of how it happens. Sometimes you end up in your in your place uh, when you least expect it. So, tell us about rest and what you're trying to do with sleep. Sure. Well, rest is, as you mentioned, a sleep technology company, and our goal, our mission, is to create the perfect sleep environment. And so you say, what what affects the sleep environment? Well, light, sound, temperature peace of mind, but of course most central, the bed. And so that's where we're going to start. we got to get the bed right in order to be able to get into the, the other stuff, which we'll talk about as well. And so for the bed, we're taking advantage of a technology that we have, which is a smart fabric. And what this fabric can do is can sense your body's pressure and position and then allow the bed to automatically respond to that information in real time all throughout the night. And so that you wake up feeling refreshed and having slept better. Along the way, we collect data, sleep data, unique sleep data, so that you're given information so that you can make better decisions. The same data will ultimately allow us to connect to other 
things in the home, so things that affect sleep, as I mentioned earlier, light, sound, temperature, connected home type stuff. Interesting. Um, but at the core, and this is the most important, what we're about is giving people a better night's sleep. Now, there's some out there, and maybe Diana was waiting with this question, but we, we hear some advertisements from time to time. We talked about this a little bit before we went on the air. There are companies out there that are advertising, if you want to, I'm doing air quotes for the listener, sleep technology. That's right. Um, how do you position against that? How are you the different in, in your approach to that? Yeah, that, that's an important question. So let's take a second to first understand one of the reasons why people don't sleep well. One of the main reasons is people tend to toss and turn throughout the night. Why do they tend to toss and turn? The reason is their body's pressure builds up in a certain point. Let's say their shoulder when they're on their side because the, and because the blood, the pressure constricts the blood flow. Mm -hmm. Well, when that picture the same thing when you're on your feet for a long time, you, sh you, you rock from left to right, so your heels don't have that pressure. Same thing happens, say, on your shoulder when you're in sleeping. Well, to address that, the body says, well, I got to flip from my side to my back to relieve that pressure. And that's good. It solves one problem. It, re it, relieve, it lets the blood flow again. But it created another problem. You've, you've moved, and that disrupts your sleep, whether you wake up or not, certainly if you do. So what we've done is we've taken the approach of, by having the bed automatically respond where there's pressure by reducing the pressure or pushing pressure where it needs to be, instead of you tossing and turning, the bed itself sort of does the tossing and turning for you. Sleep is not a, a static state. It's dynamic. It's a series of states. It's a, it's a dynamic process. And so if the, the bed needs to be dynamic as well, but we're the only ones who make a dynamic bed. So we're the only ones who are actually addressing the core reason for the tossing and turning. Now, one of the one of the makers that's out there has, you know, the I won't I won't I won't give them a free plug here, but they they use I guess a pneumatic type device to sure. inflate or deflate the pressure within the the mattress. Mm -hmm. But it sounds as though what you're talking about, you must have some, um, I guess, multiple bladders or whatever, baffles that would segregate parts of the bed and allow you to make more individualistic types of concentrated well, changes is that that's on the right track? that's exactly right first of all let's let's not be shy let's 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 uh, mention right. by name so sleep number is probably what you're referring to and let, let me give two reasons how we you're really good <laughs> how, we, <laughs> how we differ from sleep number in in that way so the first thing is sleep number has sort of a set it and forget it approach before you go to bed you press a a, a, a number that is comfortable for you at that moment. And it probably is comfortable for you comfortable for you at that moment. But keep in mind, again, sleep is not one state. What's comfortable for you when you're on your back before you go to sleep is not likely to be the same when you're on your side an hour later. So the first thing is, again, the difference is they have a, 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 a one set it and forget it approach, whereas we have a bed that during the night automatically responds to you at that moment to whatever you need. So how does that work? I mean, are we, I mean, the thing about the sleep bed, um, and first of all, most of the people that I know that have them, actually, they set it and forget it forever. I mean, right. they, they're not changing it a lot. Right. But um, it also is very noisy. Yep. So, I mean, I'm picturing that if these bladders are actually moving and kind of adjusting that you're hearing this, you know, some sort of sound 
which is not going to help anybody sleep better. Yeah, so. kind of defeat the whole purpose, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd be, I guess, I, I, I guess, since you brought up, I'd say you'd be surprised how much of our development effort went into quiet pumps. And uh, I'm proud to say we were actually with a, a major player in the industry, um, having a, a strategic meeting, and uh, they gave us unofficially the award for world's quietest pumps. And so only in our industry is that something that you, you brag and are proud about. But yeah. for us, that is the case. What does Absolutely. that set on your shelf? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so this um, this fabric, actually, I know the listeners can't. It, it feels like my Lululemon workout mm-hmm. clothes. It is like, right? You're exactly right. So can right. I just wear my Lululemon to bed to get the same effect and save a little money? Well, what you'll notice, if, if, you, if the listeners can picture, there's three layers. And the top and bottom layer, you'll notice, have uh, what looks like, and maybe we can tweet it out so people can see, uh, the top and bottom layer have uh, almost what makes a, a grid. Uh, they they are at right angles to each other, the, the lines across. Mm-hmm. Well, if you picture that as X, Y axis, axes, that allows us to know where the pressure is at a point in time. It coordinates that data and translates that into a, a series of, of, of coordinates. The middle layer, the black layer, that's really where our secret sauce is. That layer uh, acts as a semiconductor and measures the difference in re- the resistance when there's pressure applied to the fabric. And so that allows us to know how much pressure is, a, is, is, a, is being uh, measured at that point. So between knowing how much pressure and where the pressure is, we know from that data what, where the bed needs to respond and how much it needs to respond. It also allows us to capture that data and use it for other things. Um, as I mentioned earlier, when you talk about connecting to sleep clinics or connected home. And so as far as the temperature goes, um, and, you know, I, I didn't have any trouble sleeping at all. In fact, coming from a very large family, it was, it's a gift of being able to sleep anywhere. <laughs> um, but the there's an age group where this actually starts happening, which, yeah, you know, for women, for women, yeah, women, it's a temperature issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all this stuff is not going to make a difference if no. anybody's overheated. So how does that how does that work? Yeah, well, we have again, because we're collecting data and we are we have the ability to, to link, you know, a bit of uh, if this, then that type uh, um, processes. So if we have the ability to say, OK, there's pressure at a point in time or there's temperature at a place and we can link that to something that would trigger uh, whether it's the uh, the thermostat or other cooling devices that people embed in beds. So there's actually cooling devices in your bed? Not yet, but it's easy for us to integrate. It's just a matter of uh, figuring out you know which partner or, or, or which price point. Uh, again, because we always have our eyes on our mission to create the perfect sleep environment, these are all things that we're comfortable talking about and all things that we will will do. Now, I'll be happy to uh, to do a trial for you. If you want me to come <laughs> right. on and talk about my experience, you can put one in my house. Me and, too. And uh, me yeah, too. We'll, we'll, we'll give you feedback. So where are we? I mean, I'm, I'm holding the, the middle layer that you said is kind of like the smart brains here. Yeah. Um, are there coils through here? I mean, where where's the technology? That, yeah, I was sitting there going, now, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating. So a lot of times when people talk about, for example, uh, wearables, apparel wearables, they talk about essentially a fabric that they tack sensors onto or embed in. What's unique is that is our sensor. That is it. And we hook it up and run uh, run current through it, although don't let me mislead you. It's not the type of current that, you know, it's less than a, a screen of a cell phone type current. But it's run through those lines on the top and bottom layer. 
and it connects to a USB that we plug into a little chip on the pump box below the bed. This. And so, so basically, as you were describing the lines in the outer layers that are going in opposite direction to, like you said, give an X and a Y, I suppose as they are distorted, that's what gives you a location then? Exactly. When, when, when there's a pressure applied um, right now, Diana's hand, it will know where the pressure is because from the top and bottom layer, it knows where her hand is applying pressure. And then the amount of her pressure is based on the resistance from the middle layer. And so it takes that, and we choose to show that data in our, in our app as uh, colored circles that vary in color and size based on sort the amount of pressure. Sort of like what you see, those Dr. Scholl's things you can <laughs> yeah. stand on. You can yeah. actually get a exactly. heat map of yes, where your pressure map. in the bed is. That's well, and right. speaking of Dr. Scholl's that are not attractive, um, what does this bed look like? I mean, are, is this something that it's going to you know, basically be a freak show in my bedroom? <laughs> no, no. Well... <laughs> Well, you know, that's another show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, the bed is beautiful. That's the beauty of us having started from scratch and thinking ourselves as a sleep technology company is we weren't limited to uh, boring, conventional beds. We actually took the bed to CES, and we were one of the award winners out of 7,000 products. We were one of 40 that was named a best of show. And it was, of course, because of the solution the bed offers, but also the visual impact. It's a gorgeous bed. Um, it uh, is modern and sleek looking. Uh, this is a high-end premium product, and so when a consumer walks into a store, they have to like what they see first and foremost. And then certainly when they get on the bed, what normally happens is the first thing they do, uh, and it usually is the, the wife of the couple, but whoever's the first one onto the bed will motion to the person near them and say, you got to try this because they feel it responding. And that, that, uh, that, is, that is our whole... Uh, <laughs> We're talking it's... with Lloyd Somers from the sleep technology company called Rest, and I have to say I'm quite intrigued by what you're showing us here when, you, when you've laid down these three layers of fabric and you talk about the fact that they can have some measure of proprio-sense uh, for us here to where pressure is being applied to this fabric and how much. Um, it's, it's very intriguing because when we're sitting here looking at it, it looks like, as Diana was saying, it looks like you cut up some squares out of some athletic gear. Yeah. Well, and also, I, I mean, where where are you being sold? How can we find you? And, you know, the problem with buying a bed is you can't really, I mean, trying it in the store is a lot different than actually having the experience with it. Absolutely. So, um, you know, you buy a mattress and you have it for, even though you're not supposed to have it longer than eight years. I mean, let's be honest, most of us have it for another 10, 20 years, right? Right. Um, which can be a very long mistake. Right. So how do you let people actually try this to actually, I mean, you're talking premium, so I'm imagining mattresses are probably one of the most, you know, they're the, one of the most expensive pieces of furniture you can have in your, right. your house. Um, uh, Boy, you, meant, you mentioned a few things. So the, the first thing I would mention is one of the re mattress purchasing as a process is one of the least favorite activities. Besides oh, yeah. a car. Besides a car. And even that, there's a subset of folks who love car shopping. So if you strip those out, mattresses for sure are, you know, are the worst. Uh, what, you f what you find is the reason for that is one of the reasons you described is what you experience in the store has marginal correlation to what your experience will be over long periods of time, nightly, and for years, if, in decades. That's one. Two, most couples end up making a compromise because they buy one bed and hope that it fits for both of them. So in a sense, neither of them are getting their perfect product right off the bat. 
The third uh, reason is it's an intimidating process. Because you don't do it very often, you don't know much about it. And unlike cars and such, people don't read about it in the meantime and know different engines and, and such. So you rely on a, a sales associate to tell you about coils and foam and things you don't really care about. You just want a good night's sleep. And usually that sales associate, by the way, is not someone who's particularly thrilled to be there. And then lastly, it's just an awkward experience to lie down in public and have someone hovering over you saying, what do you think, what do you think, well, what do you think? Well, you're usually not lying the way on the bed that we usually do. You're lying across it. Exactly. So another reason that you're Can you tell I just did this recently? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> and were you happy with the purchase? Um, I guess we'll find well, out. I guess not. Yeah. Apparently, now that I've met you. <laughs> Hopefully they have a good return policy. Mm -hmm. And so the reason it's so for those are the reasons it's not it's not uh, your experience is not likely to be well. We ad we solve all of that in two ways. First, because the bed is automatically responding to whatever you need during the night, it, it's by definition it's comfortable to you because whatever you need at that moment is what it's delivering. And there's no compromise because if a, a, a couple has two sides of the bed that each respond individually. So there doesn't have to be a compromise. Second, it's interesting you mentioned the, the purchase experience. Uh, very, very, the largest furniture retailer in Europe actually was our first customer. And, the re and what they wanted to do is before they make the bed available to consumers at home, they wanted each of their 250 stores in the UK to have one of our beds. And they wanted to use it as an in-store sales tool where the consumer would lie on the bed determine what's comfortable for them based on our bed adjusting and what's ever comfortable for them then the sales associate could say okay i'm just going to take you to the three beds that are that level of firmness and then we can talk different price points and such and they've had higher close rates and they've had higher customer satisfaction and they've had higher price uh, average selling price now that they've had success with that in uh, april of next year they'll roll out e selling our smart bed in every store and so domestically, we're on the same path. We just rolled out to our first retailer. So now they are using your bed to sell other mattresses. <laughs> yeah, funny business model for us. Yeah, hey, wait that a is minute. a very yeah. weird, weird business model. Plus, it sounds like the perfect husband. <laughs> <laughs> this bed. <laughs> I, I just rendered CW speechless. <laughs> I can tell this isn't your first show together. <laughs> yeah, we, I hope we, not. We, we've done a couple. Um so as Diana was talking about the way it looks, I, I assume that uh, I was looking to, uh, for photography, but it will integrate with basically the bed furniture, the, you know, people like to have like sleigh beds and those types of furniture like around the bed. Headboards yeah, headboard, footboard, footboards. sideboard, that kind of stuff. Does it integrate with that or does it need to be kind of freestanding? Well, to be clear, we're, we're selling the bed. And so that fabric you're seeing is not visible to the consumer it's below a you know beautiful top comfort layer and so we're selling a bed you know you walk into a store and you'll see choices of beds and one of them will be ours uh but yeah absolutely it can go on any base adjustable base any you know again at, at, a, at a for a premium product people want to have their bedroom or wherever they place the bed the way they want it to look and they don't want to have to and we don't want them to have to make choices different choices than they otherwise would based on our product especially because the sleep environment is so important. Again, the bed is central to that, but if there's a comfortable bedroom, we want to fit right into that. So are you actually sleeping on this? Yeah, I am. You are. Don't I look, don't I look refreshed? You don't do. I look you yeah. do, but you also look like you're 12. So <laughs> <laughs> I squeezed a lot into my bio yeah. in 12 years. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, no, you do look repaired. And so what is your, I mean, what does your wife say? I mean, what's her response? Oh, you know, it's ironic. The first, she'd been, of course, hearing about the bed and hearing about the bed. And so the first time we got it delivered to sleep on, uh, an ironic thing happened. You know, it's so fun to and, and, and magical to have a, a bed respond to you that the first night she actually didn't get much sleep, uh, ironically, because she would move and wait for it to respond. And then it would. So that was cool. And she'd move again, and wait for it to respond. And then it would say, so that was cool. And so that, you know, getting that out of her system the first night. But from then on, it's uh, we've, we, we've we're great. You know, we have two cats. They sleep on it, too. And you see their little pressure map throughout the night. So, it's, you know. <laughs> and That's so talk, talk to me about this app then. What kind of information are you seeing? And, and, and where is that information going? Is it just going to my app? Or are you actually seeing it? You know, are you collecting that data? And God forbid some of the data that you're seeing. But, yeah. you know, talk to me about where, what this data is and what you're doing with it. Yeah, the data is yours. We don't, we don't see the data. Uh, you can turn off the data. But what we're seeing, you know, again, our value proposition is to give you a better night's sleep. And so that's the first thing. But people do ask and they expect, well, sleep data. I need, you know, I need to see, see what, how did I sleep? Where did I sleep? How? And so we certainly make that available. So uh, there's plenty we can do with this data, first and foremost. How many hours did you sleep? More importantly, how many hours did you sleep compared to your target? Uh, that's an important concept. We didn't create that concept, but it's something that we really give a lot of thought to. In other words, if you need eight hours of sleep a night, if you only get seven hours of sleep, you're actually falling short. So waking up and seeing that you slept for uh, seven hours in a vacuum is really more relevant. How did you sleep compared to your target? So we show you how did you sleep compared to your target and your sleep bank and your sleep deficit over time. What's unique to us, because of the pressure map, we can report, you can see how you, what position you were in and for how long throughout the night, where you're on your side, where you're on your back, where you're on your left side. The reason that's important is when you want to talk about diagnosing sleep issues, if you're able to share that data with a sleep doctor, why your shoulder might be hurting, or other devices and cushions and foams you might need in the bed to deal with an issue you're having, Instead of having to spend the night in a sleep clinic hooked up to something and spending the whole night probably not sleeping, here you can sleep as normal and for and, and have this data available to a you know, to a doctor, to a clinic. Would, would there be some sort of use for this kind of device in a sleep type study uh, center? I, I mean, I guess Absolutely. it wouldn't. It wouldn't in the sense that obviously this is going to promote the probably the ideal conditions for you, which you're not going to be able to replicate at home. So I don't, I, but in terms of collecting data, it sounds like you could get a lot. Yeah. You know, again, I, always remembering that we're a sleep technology company. Our, our, our goals are not just only to sell beds, although we're starting there. Over time, we plan to have relationships with sleep clinics and partnerships where people can use our sleep data with our app and our bed and be automatically connected to a sleep clinic. And uh, that can be a relationship that's mutually beneficial. Uh, and whether they go to the sleep clinic after to be treated or to talk with a doctor, um, having to spend the night in the sleep clinic is probably the least important part. The most important part is having a relationship with the, the doctor that addresses the issues. This isn't really a cure, though, for sleep apnea. I mean, this is well, I mean, you're collecting data that bas basically will. I mean, actually, on a if I mean, tell me, I, the I mattress can't really detect whether you're not breathing or not. It, well. Uh, to some degree, we can, because when you breathe, you change your pressure from the respiration what, you process. Tight, you tighten up? or you, you, Yeah, there's a, there's a movement. However, um, we can put this in a pillow and create a smart pillow. 
And the reason that's important is that could be a solution for snoring or maybe even light apnea. You know, you, you probably know better than I do. Apnea is caused by an obstruction in the, in the, in the, air, in the airways. Well, the, the way to deal with that uh, CPAP machine is the most common way. You put on a mask and they force oxygen down. And that, again, is really a very low compliance rate. People do not like sleeping with sleep CPAP machines. Well, with a smart pillow, with our fabric in a pillow, it can sense the position of your head and neck. And instead of changing the level of firmness to make you necessarily more comfortable the way the bed would, the pillow, using the same technology and same concept, could adjust the left side or the right side to gently position, reposition your head to nudge it slightly to keep sh the airways open and therefore allow you to breathe without having to wear a device. So uh, the smart pillow, which is in our plans, is very much something that could play a role in, in addressing that. Well, I have to say that you've certainly surpassed my ideas of what this might possibly be with regards to the, the types of technology that you're integrating into the bed. We're talking with Lloyd Somers from REST, the sleep technology company that's developed a very highly uh, technologic, uh, technologically rich featured bed uh, that can actually sense your position, pressure how frequently position. you're changing, and, and to get very, very specific, actually giving you heat maps of pressure and, and so forth, along with um, you know your total hours slept and a mm -hmm. number of other things, and can even then begin to use the Internet of Things to communicate with other devices. Like yep. you, you mentioned the ability to have an interface with a thermostat, for example. Now, mm -hmm. is that equipment also that you're providing is making available a, a no, smart or would you be integrating with like a leaf or something like that what would you yeah, be able like to interact a, with a google nest for example is a great example you know nest i guess is what i meant to yeah. say yeah nest, leaf, <laughs> and whatever. yet i knew what you Some, meant somehow. something yeah <laughs> one i was trying to think there was a connection to the yeah. car but yeah. yeah and so absolutely you know our again our goal is not to people will not buy a bed most likely in order to be able to uh, have a connected home we want to integrate into what they're already doing. And um, so Google Nest and the like. And I think we deal with the same issues that everyone uh, would deal with in terms of who are the players and how will that industry shake out. So for us, it's just a matter of making our, our code available to be integrated with whoever it needs to be integrated with. So I'm, I'm going to take you back because you said something about if, you know, here's your goal for eight hours and then if you don't aren't hitting your goal, wouldn't, wouldn't it stand a reason that your bed, based on the technology, that I, I would actually be hitting that goal almost every yeah. night? And so if I'm not hitting that goal, uh, are you a failure as a bed or am I a failure as a patient? Wow, we had such a lighthearted conversation <laughs> that you hit, hit us with failure as a bed. Well, you know, again, there's many factors that affect sleep. The first comment I think I made was that one of the most, one of the driving factors is how much you toss and turn. And certainly the bed plays a big role in that. There can be other reasons that are affecting your sleep. And I would argue our bed would allow you to at least eliminate one of the factors. You know it's not the bed that's causing the issue. If you do have a certain medical sleep disorder, you know, or that, that would be, you'd be able to explore that deeper. Or maybe there are other things in the environment. You might have a very comfortable bed, but if the temperature's wrong, uh, if you're very, very stressed, you know, which, which, so, our bed should be the biggest contributor to helping address your sleep issues and allow you then to isolate that and look at what, what might, might be, be what, what you problem. ate, what your diet, et cetera. Yeah. Light coming in, those yep. types Absolutely. of things. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So you're still pretty early in 
where you are with regards to the positioning of the company now. It sounds like you're just kind of getting out there and getting those relationships yeah, with retailers established. Depends on your, your perspective. It's What's interesting is uh, REST generated its first revenue last year, which was, uh, F, which is, so now in our first year of commercializing, we've already reached just about 2 million of revenue in year one, in 12 months. And we have um, many retailers lined up domestically that we'll be rolling out to in the fourth quarter of this year. And we have many more next year. Um, so from a, from a traction perspective, we're pretty far along. I should mention what's unique about us as well uh, compared to most startups is we don't have a technology risk. This technology, the, the smart fabric, uh, has actually been around for uh, more than 15 years, used in, not in beds, but in uh, wheelchair seats and other medical facilities for people with, uh, to prevent pressure ulcers and bed sores. Uh, a guy named Rob Golden, who I like to call the godfather of pressure technology, uh, he created the world's first pressure sensing technology uh, as a startup company out of MIT called, uh, called TechScan. And he built that company and sold it to GE. That, he noticed that there were some things about that pressure sensing. It was basically like mylar. Uh, they use it in dental offices still to this day to bite strength and such uh, that he thought weren't perfect about it. And so he'd been on always a quest as he ran, went about his career to find a better pressure sensing technology. Well, eventually he came across a company making this pressure sensing fabric and he bought it. And he bought it with the investment thesis of, let's take them from just this narrow niche of wheelchair seats and such, and let's put it into a whole series of products. For example, put it in football helmets and help uh, prevent concussions from impact. Let's put it in uh, golf uh, driving range mats so the pro can see how you your pressure transfers during your swing. And let's put it in beds. And he set up a company for each of those verticals. So rest, we have our own team, our own strategy, our own location, our own, uh, our own marketplace, and that's what we're focused on. But we have a few sister companies that are using the technology in, in other ways. Interesting. So I don't know if, 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 if we shouldn't get into it, that's fine. But w when we talk about something like this, one would presume it's relatively expensive. Yeah, what's the price so point we're So can we talk yeah. about that? I mean, of course we can talk about it. What's it going to take to get into one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. Hook so, me up here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so to give a bit of context for the industry and how it works, there's, like many industries, all different price points and all different levels of quality. There are two examples in the, in the history of the industry where new barriers were set in terms of what proving what consumers would pay, which was more than they had ever, the people had thought would be possible. And the first one was sleep number. They started in 1987. Uh, within about five years, they had grown to more than 50 million. Within about 15 years, they grew to more than 500 million. And now today, they're at 1.2 billion. They pushed the boundaries of what uh, price points people would pay. Second example happened a few years later, a company called Tempur-Pedic. At that time, a new technology called memory foam. And they had almost the exact same growth trajectory. You know, zero to more than 50 million in about five years. And today, in less than, in, in about 20 years of being in existence, they're at three billion. And so we're the third wave of innovation of bringing a new technology to the industry that solves a problem and uh, at, a, at a premium price point. I'll get to the specific number in a second. You know, it depends on the size and such. 
but we're comparable to other high-end mattresses. I'll say that. And there are mattresses that are way more expensive. There are mattresses that go to thirty, forty thousand dollars, and we're nowhere near that. We're depending on the size, somewhere between uh, five and nine thousand dollars. It better have cookies for me and tuck me into bed <laughs> and sing me a little song yeah, every speaking night speaking of having that, you know this being better than my husband <laughs> <laughs> for 30 grand yeah that it, it better do some special things yeah yeah <laughs> i it's 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 and and yet all all other products by definition in the industry do the same thing at the core uh they're static and so you might be comfortable at a certain position at a certain moment but when you change uh, the bed remains static. Now, the problem with having a technology like this at your house, for those of us that have to travel a lot, um, is is there any talk as far as making this something that I can tuck in my suitcase and carry on board with me? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because the, the bed is doing all the responding. Now, we could uh, put the fabric in. Uh, there's a couple ways to think about it. Uh, we certainly have uh, started talking with some uh, a large consumer products company who um, is uh, sells some um, residential and home-based goods and products and wants to get more into a little more technology-oriented type um, area of the marketplace. And they're interested in a smart topper. So that's the same concept as a smart bed, but it's a uh, you know, lower price point, a little, little uh, less... Um, performance, right. but yet f still the core concept is the same. Uh, that's not probably something you would take with you, but again, it's the uh, on the road, but it's the concept of there's a lot of things we can do. Uh, for those interested in just the data, certainly if we made available essentially just the fabric in a way that you could roll up in your in your uh, bag and put it on the bed, you'd still be able to, through the app, connect collect your data and use that to make better decisions and ensure you're staying on track. Yeah, I'm less interested in that. It's intriguing to me that this piece of fabric here can uh, collect that kind of information. It's just amazing. Yeah, and no, I'm less interested in the taking the technology with me than I am a really good night of sleep. I mean, yeah. Yeah. we were um, at the beach recently, and the bed was so bad that, you know, it's rare that you're actually at a beach vacation going, I just can't wait to get home. That's right. Because yeah. the bed was so bad. Yeah, that's uh, I, the times I've been in in those types of places. Yeah, it seems like uh, they don't invest too much money mm -hmm. in the mattress that they no, put and, there for you. And it is interesting. <laughs> I, actually, last time I was at Costco, I did notice they actually have the Tempur-Pedic mm -hmm. toppers yes. that they're selling. And so, you know, it stands to reason that, again, at a different price point, to actually introduce people to the market that aren't going to spend the five thousand and nine thousand right. dollars on a bed. It's actually a good marketing move. I think what you're seeing. Uh, when you think of hotels, and there are hotels and, that are trying to get more using their their beds as a selling point. Like Weston. Like Weston, the heavenly bed. Uh, and by the way, uh, the gentleman responsible for working on that partnership, uh, the heavenly bed is a beauty rest from Simmons. Um, he's uh, our head of operations at rest. So we have the right you know, industry players on the team. Uh, but I think what you're seeing is sleep is entering into the conversation more again as it relates to health and wellness. People have, you know, we always think about it as a, a, a trifecta, health and wellness. There's diet and there's exercise and there's sleep. And diet and exercise have always gotten attention. People, uh, and, and, and one reason is they're the most, they're the easiest to change. If you don't eat well one night or one day, you can pretty easily know that and correct it the next day. Exercise, same. If you didn't jog enough or, or walk enough, you know the next day you can you know that and you can deal with it. And then stuff 
uh, like Fitbit was a revolution that it really gave people access to data. And that's a huge step forward. But sleep, which affects the other two, you know, if you eat well, you sleep better. If you sleep more, you exercise more. You know, all those things fit together. Sleep had never really gotten the attention. And part of it was it's hard to collect the data about sleep. And even more importantly, it's hard to do anything about it. To use my analogy earlier, if you don't, if you don't eat well one day, you can fix that the next day. If you don't sleep well last night, it's not such a simple matter to say, well, I'm going to go to bed earlier. Life gets in the way, or I'm going to sleep in later, certainly. So as sleep gets more attention, and there's more technologies that are you know, affording people the opportunity to learn about their sleep, it, you're seeing a ma- any talk about sleep is, is good for us. And so we're big advocates of that. But again, we're the uh, only folks who are able to actually not just give you data about sleep, which is important, but actually the bed helps you sleep better. And that's our core. So what is the company looking for with regards to resources? Obviously, expanding the distributorship now mm-hmm. is, is one of the things that you're doing. But anything else that you're looking for from the perspective of resources or collaborations? Yeah, you know, I mentioned the sleep clinics, and that's a, that's a whole network that we'll eventually need to set up and form partnerships with. And so we're at the very early stages of that. We have plenty of uh, folks on our advisory board, and one of our shareholders is a very well-known physician. And so we have uh, relationships with the community, broadly speaking. Uh, there's even an Atlanta-based company called Fusion Health, uh, who has a lot to do with sleep for employee programs. And so we're talking... Uh, these are the types of folks we'd like to, to talk with. But that's an area where we'd love to start to have more and, and deeper conversations. And, of course, I would ask everyone out there to buy our bet. That's the biggest thing they can do. Well, where can I find it? Yeah, we just rolled out uh, in our first retailer uh, this month. Uh, but it's a little far from here. happens to be in Alaska. Oh, that's, you know, let's really take the country by storm. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> why, uh, why Alaska? Yeah, you know, it, there's a combination of factors. We wanted to roll out with folks who had the right perspective uh, on a partnership orientation. They had the right type of sales process. They had the right type of uh, um, view towards sleep. Um, and also the right attitude. Alaska's used to getting things last. And so for them to get something first was <laughs> a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And so there's, and so that's just a starting point. Uh, by October or so, we'll be rolling out really um, 20, 30, 50, 100 stores by the end of the year. And where is it being manufactured? We assemble the beds in California and ship them from there. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll hold open my offer to uh, to talk about it here if you ship me one for, uh, for we my... Can, we can do the next show all from our own bed. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. We yeah. can do it by phone. That's right. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some more information about the 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 highly technologic beds we've been talking about, you can go to restperformance.com. Um, they also got some presence on social media as well. Um, other thoughts that we want to make sure that we get. Yeah, anything out there? we haven't asked you that you wanted to discuss? Gosh, you guys did ask good questions. You asked about uh, competitors. You, uh, you, you were. You didn't even need to mention their name. You made me do that. <laughs> it was certainly a whole lot more uh, intriguing than I anticipated. Talking about sleep technology, I have to say, this, the things that you've integrated into this bed and the, and what it can do, uh, I would love to. I would love to see it in in use and and and. Uh, 
and experience what it can do. It's pretty amazing. When I look at that fabric, I'm just sitting here still trying to get my arms around that. Well, we have a showroom in Atlanta in West Midtown, just a few blocks from here. And anyone's welcome. I encourage anyone to come down and test out the bed, land the bed. We're at 1000 Marietta Street, uh, right near Georgia Tech and uh, Suite 106, beautiful showroom. And anyone's welcome to come down anytime and test out the bed and Tell us what they think. You know, what's interesting is, um, and I know we're wrapping up here and going into the next segment, but it's interesting that, um, y- you know, sleep does not become a premium until you hit a certain age, especially for women. And then it, it's a little bit older for men. And um, the market always, this price point is not a decision that a couple can make independently. Like, uh, you know, uh, most couples are set up. There's a, a price point, whether it's spoken or not. That if we're going to make a purchase that is X amount, we do it together or we make that decision together. Um, so it's interesting to me that most companies that are, you know, most sleep companies are run by men that don't understand the complications of being a woman who's yeah. going through a certain period of life. Um, and so it's not marketed necessarily to women. Yeah. Um, and most health decisions are made by women, but still it's, it's basically marketed to men. Yeah, so it's a very, very good point. You know, two, two, two ways to address that as, as we wrap up. So first, we have identified, of course, a couple of target customer groups. And uh, one of them is certainly uh, what we call technophiles, folks who want the most high-end, technologically advanced product, regardless of what it is or where it fits in. And so that's certainly a group that is attracted. The second group is what we call luxury buyers, folks who want something that's beautiful and makes their life better. And uh, there hasn't really been a bed as much that has fallen into that category. But again, when you see the bed and when you experience the bed, this very much falls into that category. And that tends to be uh, women with regards to in-home decor. Uh, And I think what's unique about that, we mentioned earlier that, yes, beds, especially at at certain price points, are very much a couple's decision. But what's uh, happened in the past is the couple would end up having to compromise. And so now they don't have to compromise because the bed will be, each side will be whatever it wants. And so the woman has her needs and the male has his needs. And they might actually buy the bed for different reasons. One might buy it for the technology and one might buy it for the look or the feel. And, of course, both buying it presumably because it helps them get a better night's sleep. Athletes, uh, people who use their bodies, are big uh, the third target uh, customer. We have relationships with some um, some some athletic, uh, some trainers and some high-end um, uh health uh, health facilities for the same reason i'd love to see pictures of what it looks like i mean yeah we have we have uh, come down to the showroom we have our website restperformance.com has some beautiful pictures uh, and you can you can see what it looks like and and uh, what the app looks like and uh, it's it's a beautiful product and it's it's a product that is really a solution i think the reason we won awards at ces when we were in a sea of gadgets and toys and fun things why we were able to get attention as a bed is because people realize that they love people love technology but what they really love is technology that is a solution to make your life better sure so when they came by and lay on our bed and felt what it could do uh that's that's a pretty powerful thing and uh, i mean i know i keep asking questions but does it feel a little bit um like creepy at first that you've got almost like people you know it's almost like people touching you when you're sleeping is because it's always adjusting it's always adjusting but i it's 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 subtle again it has to be conducive to sleep this is not uh, a bucking bronco these are slow methodical adjustments and of course you have through the app the ability to change the settings to how frequently or how dramatic the changes are some people 
uh, maybe we'll discover that they're, they, uh, they don't want the bed to adjust as frequently. Uh, some people might want it more so. But in any event, these are sl slow, methodical adjustments, not, uh, not like a roller coaster ride. How much time does it take after you've changed positions for it to do its thing? That's certainly a setting you can pick. It can be anywhere from about 15 to 25 seconds up to um, many, many, many minutes. I think even up more than a half hour. Some people like to read in bed, uh, watch TV in bed, and they may not want the adjusting at that time. Uh, but once you go to sleep, you might have different different preferences. So this sounds like you actually have to have your smartphone next to you in bed to adjust everything. Yeah, the the website shows an iPad laying there. So. Yeah, uh, well, which is one of those things you're not supposed to have next to your head when you're sleeping. <laughs> very good point. It's a very it's, you guys do good research. It's true. You don't actually need the to, to make adjustments, you do need some device. However, most people what will happen is the first night or two there'll be a process by which the the bed learns about them and they learn about the bed. Once those settings, those settings are set, uh, you probably will not be making changes anymore. Again, the bed, by definition, is doing all the work. And so once you uh, figure out what's comfortable for you, you don't need the tablet, you don't need the phone, you don't need the app anymore. The bed will still do what it does once it feels your pressure. I just, now, I just want my bed to be cold. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing for me, you know that I would love to be able to have as a part of our sleep service that we're using right now is the ability to to cool it off. Yeah. I, that's that's what keeps me from sleeping nine times out of ten. Yeah, well, it's part of our vision, again, the, the perfect sleep environment, and so that's uh, very much a part of it. Yeah, So, because our bedroom is always set at 62, um, which, you know, my husband always says, let's go to bed, let's, the meat locker. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, not that I would know anything about those women at a certain age, no. Well, no. if you think I'm 12, I, I can't, you know, you must be what? 12, 13. 13. Yeah, 13. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So did I miss something? You, you were talking about the, uh, the, the, the devices. Is it because of the radiation coming off of them? I don't, I don't mean to digress, but you were talking about the iPads or the phones. Or just um, because the light. The, uh, the light and also the, you know, it's actually, it's, you can almost sense the presence of it, um, but it's the light. And so any light that's coming in, whether it be from that, and you're not supposed to read off of a iPad or a, you know with light before you go to bed because it actually screws up your REM. These are all things that they I call uh, sleep hygiene. Yeah, sleep, sleep hygiene. hygiene. Yep. I have not been very hygienic as it relates to my sleep. Mm -hmm. So it actually disrupts because you're supposed to be bringing that light down, or that the the body kind of senses and then goes to sleep, and so. Wow. I've been knowed up now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have time to get our extra segment in. We may have to throw it in on on one of our other shows. Other because shows we because had, we've been. Uh, I'm sorry, I, we've been uh, seriously. I mean, it's been. Uh, it, it, it's, Sir Lloyd, we're, poor Lloyd, we've been drilling them with questions. No, this it's it's great. You know, I, it's um, it's not a sleepy industry. You know. <laughs> And there's <laughs> now you were saying it was a bit of a sleepy industry yeah, and you're it, shaking it, it, it up. Well, it was and it is no longer. Yeah. Except if you're in a rest bed, you sleep. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's fascinating, again, because of how important sleep is to how you feel. You know, it, the, you should be spending a third of your life sleeping. And so only now are people starting to give its due. And we're an example of a technology that is a solution. And no doubt there'll be other solutions and, and technology in this industry. Well, as it relates to the, the quantity of sleep, uh, I mean, are you assessing the, need, the amount you need just based on subjective 
I slept four hours last night, so I feel really poorly today, and I obviously need more. And then you titrate it based on how well you feel the next day. Is that yeah. really the thought behind trying to, to say, I need eight hours, I need seven hours, whatever the case may be? Yeah, every person biologically has a, a, a number of hours of sleep that they need. Uh, to truly, truly know that, you have to go through a series of tests, uh, pretty, pretty specific scientific tests. Most people fall into the seven to nine range. And so eight is what's cited as the as the average. And so if you can compare yourself to eight hours and see if you're exceeding that or falling short of that, first of all, that alone will already be a major step forward, the, the fact that you're paying that much attention to it. And once you get to that point, now it's just refining, you know, and on the margin. But if most people are aiming for eight, 50% of the country does not sleep well and prop self-reported and probably more don't sleep well and just don't uh, realize that that's what's causing some of their performance issues are they groggy are they tired do they have uh, less cognition or they uh, the reaction time slowers plenty of studies that they've done with athletes uh, and their performance is a famous study from Stanford where the basketball team went through a series of tests regarding getting more sleep free throw percentages went up shot accuracy went up speed went up uh, all that from m relatively minor adjustments in sleep. You know, another hour a day, another hour and a half. And for someone who makes their living as an athlete, that's huge. But yeah, if you can compare your sleep to a target um, and track that over time, you'll you'll be uh, that's a major step forward. Interesting. I've always tried to use that ninety-minute cycle that that they talk about. I guess the REM cycle takes about ninety minutes to progress through. It seems like when I'm sleeping on a multiple of that i tend to do better it, even if it's on the low end it may be you know it, and and certainly again anything that's thinking about sleep anything that's focused on getting more sleep is is going to be better and that's great um rem is tough because it's it's again it's something that's largely outside your control and so for us the correlation is just if you spend more hours in the bed sleeping by and large that is better uh to truly know rem sleep again you need certain you need to measure um, uh, eye movement and uh, EKGs and EEGs and things that really are not measured uh, by an everyday device. Yes. And does, is, is that measured by what you all are doing? No, no, it's not really measured measured by any consumer product because you these these are you uh, have pretty some leads. And yeah, things like that. exactly. And you you would know about that even better than I would. And so, folks uh, in the industry, I'm, I'm actually on a. Uh, CEA, who runs CES, and NSF, which is the National Sleep Foundation, formed a partnership uh, called the the Sleep Technology Group, and they have folks on that uh, ranging from uh, well, like Fitbit and Jawbone, uh, but the only uh, bed company on the group is is Rest. Now, from what I was hearing you when you described the the way that the bed adjusts according to pressure and position, mm -hmm. does it ultimately then? reduce the amount of time that you're repositioning? Are you saying that yes. it, it empowers you to say, I, I really enjoy sleeping on my side or my back or whatever the case may be? You're saying that those changes in pressure adjustments can facilitate that? That's exactly it. So if you picture your body on your side and the pressure distribution, most likely a lot of it will be in your shoulder. Well, over time, that shoulder will have a, a lot of pressure and the blood flow will be constricted. And so while you're asleep, the body's natural reaction is to say, this blood is not flowing properly. I need to correct that. And you will flip from your side to your back or to your front or your other side. 
and that solves one problem, but it now created another. You moved. Well, instead of you having to move, what our bed does is it reduces the pressure, so the body feels that there's no more, the, the blood flow is no longer constricted on your shoulder, which achieved that goal, and you get the bonus of not having had to move. And so, yes, you will toss and turn less and therefore sleep better. Now, you've been using the bed. Can you talk about what your own diagnostics have been showing as far as the changes for you when you first began to use it to now? Yeah, you know, what, one thing I regret is I didn't try to get, collect any data on myself before I started using the bed. And so I can only compare to how I feel now and what I've seen since I've used the bed. And what, since I've used the bed, what I find is once I uh, lie in bed, uh, I feel, you know, it sounds simple, but I feel comfortable. And I wake up the next morning also having felt comfortable. And so what I can see from my pressure map is there was not a lot of periods of time when I moved. And so, therefore, uh, the, the theory holds true that it has contributed to, you know, better sleep. Is this something, I mean, it, uh, is it plugged in? Is it something you have to turn on and turn off at night? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is it always running, Is it always running? Yeah. So, uh, the, the, the power that drives the, the pump is, is plugged in, you know, tucked under your bed quietly, just plugged in once. You never have to touch it. You don't turn it on. You don't turn it off. You don't have to turn it on or turn it off. And, again, because it's sensing pressure... When you're not in the bed, it will just rise to an even distribution so it looks nice and so people don't have a, a bed with different mounds. And, you know, the, when you walk by the bed, it looks firm and flat. Uh, and then when you get in the bed, it does what it does. And then when you wake up in the morning and get out of the bed, it will return to that flat, even, firm spread and remain that way. So from a power consumption perspective, it just, once it once it gets it filled to that position that it can it just holds it there it doesn't actually have to be quote unquote running it like a refrigerator it's that's it's right static. that's right so if you if the bed achieves a certain level of firmness and you were to just unplug the pump whatever the position is at that moment would be locked in place oh, let's talk about sleep is making me very tired <laughs> we should have had this 9 p.m instead of 9 a.m seriously. seriously yeah i'm uh I'm, I'm definitely intrigued i want to try try one out we just we just bought a new mattress ourselves so did we mm. Well, I, I hope you both are not satisfied with it and you'll become our next customers. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the upcoming Health Connect South event coming on September 16th. I had a chance to attend the first event last year in September at the Woodruff Arts Center. This year is going to be held at the Georgia Aquarium, taking over the place. And um, they've got some uh, early bird pricing uh, available to folks, and that's going to go away soon. So you want to make sure you register. But the other thing about it is if you're hearing about it from us, if you enter the promo code RADIOX, you'll save $100 on your registration fee. So uh, we hope that you do that and uh, share it with your colleagues um, that they can also uh, take advantage of this cool promotion that we're um, working with Health Connect South on, and uh, we want to say uh, we really appreciate uh, the partnership we've had with Health Connect South, and we've been really pleased to be able to continue on with the discussions that that were such an integral part of that first event, to be able to introduce the community to all of these, I mean, amazing technology companies, research organizations that are working on some uh, just unbelievable things uh, to help them get the word out about what they're doing and uh, achieve the goals of, of helping our, our community's health on a faster pace and a broader scale. Um, final thoughts from you, Diana, before we have to have to go? No, this has been very interesting. Um, 
and I would love to see the technology kind of in work and, um, you know, to, to take the, this type of technology and then integrate it into the smart house. Um, you know, it's brilliant actually. Well, thank you. You know, it's, it's when I think about Health Connect South, it's really the same concept of taking different disciplines and different um, impacts on life and on health and putting them together. You know, sleep impacts health, impacts diet and exercise and vice versa, and also different things impact sleep. So um, hopefully you found that what I shared today fits into to your mission and what, what, you, uh, what you believe in. Well, I have to say, I, I anticipated talking about sleep technology for about 20 or 30 minutes, <laughs> and we've gone through a whole hour with it, and it's been extremely interesting from start to finish, at least for me. Um, if you've not done so already, make sure you get over to Twitter and follow the Health Connect South Radio Show at HealthCon Radio. And then also, if you've not done this, on the upper left-hand corner of the Health Connect South Radio Show page is the Apple icon. You can go there and uh, follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes under the Health Connect South Radio Show podcast, or you can subs- subscribe to the feed, which is the icon over on the right-hand side there where the uh, uh, social media uh, logos are. So we hope you do that because we're going to be bringing to you uh, really cool healthcare experts on a weekly basis just like this. So uh, Lloyd Somers from uh, from REST, really appreciate you taking some time to come out and talk Thank about you. this. Uh, amazing technology. Well, uh, Jay, I think, may have tweeted a, a photo of the fabric so you can pop over to Twitter and take a look at what we were talking about to try to get a, an image in your mind. To Diana and the team over at Sherwick Media Group, we really appreciate everybody over there. And for the folks who made us a part of their day again today, we want to say thank you very much. We really appreciate you. Turn around and share this information with your social media contacts because I can tell you you just might be the butterfly that starts the hurricane, helps one of these companies achieve their goal. So we really do hope you share this information with us. So uh, we'll make an appointment to see you all same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. This show is brought to you by Sherwick Media. Sherwick is the health and wellness solution, content that inspires change. Learn more at www.sherwick.com. That's sharewik.com. And link up with us on Facebook and Twitter.